With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello everyone, welcome to the Always Arsenal show. So tonight I have two great gooners with me. My mate Fergus from the Guns and Yellow Ribbons podcast. Hi Fergus. Yeah, I'm just hiding over the sign at the bottom there, like, you know, just pulling, pulling myself up. <laughs> Hello Amanda, you alright? I'm, I'm yeah. feeling a little bit mischievous tonight. I know, I'll be all but, right. is it, but what's weird is I'm normally a guest on your podcast, now you're a guest on mine. You are. So oh, weird, lovely, so lovely. <laughs> right, I've got another great guest on tonight. Darren, Darren, my favourite Guna author of... Hello. This is this is one of his books, Overland and Sea and Lockdown, which we are going to be discussing. Welcome yes, to the show, Darren. Give it away. Thank you. Thanks for having me. We are. You are welcome. Wow. God. So before we came on air, before Arsenal announced that Callum Chambers has left on a permanent transfer to Aston Villa, which by my timeline, I gathered and myself and my other half and my dad, no one had a clue was coming. So literally 10 minutes before the pod, I was like, oh my God, I did not see that coming. I'm really, really surprised. So Fergus, if you've had time to digest it, what's your take on that? Oh, £2 million is really going to help us out. That's including wages. £2 million! Wow. Christ. But how, Fergus, how he was going to we- leave on a free ha- 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 in the summer. No, but how many how many weeks' wages will that pay for um, uh, 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 Yang? It will pay, what, two months' wages for Yang? I t- To be honest, I'd rather move Yang on, keep Callum Chambers, give him a year as an extension, and then move him on maybe in the summer. He's a better squad player. He can play CDM. He can play right back. We've now got Ch- Cedric as our backup right back for Tommy Asu. <laughs> Listen, I, I'm not one to really criticise Arsenal. I'm I'm very much 
a good boy and I like uh, to support the team from, you know, and, 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 and you know, be, be, not try and be a disruptor in that sort of sense. But Jesus Christ, if there's not a minibus turning up at London Conley on Sunday <laughs> afternoon with like six, seven or eight players and their agents coming in already with pens in hand, ready to sign contracts, medicals done, drugs tests done, everything done, work permits all sorts of that. I don't know what the hell we're going to do. We have probably, a, counting up, if you look at the first team players that we've got, and that includes the likes of Saka and El Nenny and, and, and Ad, um, Abamyang, we've probably got 16 players in our first team squad. You look at what we had against Burnley with the AFCON and some injuries and red cards. We had five academy players on the bench. On, on, on Thursday night, I went to the game and I was with my 13-year-old grandson. Well, he was 12 then. He was 13 on the Friday. Charlie Patino's warming up. And I look at my grandson and I look at Joseph and I look at Joseph and I look at Charlie Patino. I said, there's not much difference except for Charlie's ears are bigger. That's they, Honestly, he still looks like a boy. And that's what we've got on the bench. And breathe. I told you I've had a hard day. I'm having a beer. He's having a beer. You have your beer. Darren. Are you um, sure you're finished, man? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He sounds like me when I have a rant. Um, fair enough, Fergus. I take your point. I'm still a bit shocked by it all, but it's two million quid and he was leaving on a free in the summer. So it's something. But it does leave us quite bare there. Darren, what's your take on it? Well, Villa were always going to come back to haunt us, wasn't they, after um, they failed to land Smith-Rowe um, earlier in the year. So um, that's obviously their revenge on us just by taking Callum Chambers, who probably wasn't going to play much anyway. So I'm pro- I understand what you're saying about um, just the squad being threadbare as it is, but um, it is what it is at the moment. Um, I, yeah, I think it could be a bit of a trolley dash coming. I think we've got to need a player in every position now, then. So that's, that's, that's a right back. No one's ever going to buy Cedric anyway. So um, <laughs> I think we're going to be stuck with him. Yeah. But I don't know. Got to, I, I can't be bothered to get myself too worked up over it, to be honest with you. I'm, I'm, I'm done with transfer windows. I was done with transfer windows after the summer of Suarez, I think. So um, we just have to see, see what happens. I loved one of your tweets, Darren. <laughs> when you said, I learned all summer how to say Higuain. And yet, for it to be Sonogo. Is that the first time you've heard that? <laughs> I saw it with you. I was I like, t- I, oh, no, that's tw- brilliant. I, no, I first, I first tweeted it about, about six years ago, I think it was, or something. Five years ago. And so it's a bit of a running joke. Every time something like this happens, I, I put the same tweet out. That it's is the, the first time well. I've seen I've even, I've even put it in the book. <laughs> oh, we're going to talk about your book soon, definitely. Um <laughs> Sorry, maybe I've got that wrong. Andy said two million is the salary saved, not the transfer fees. So maybe it, that. It, I just look quickly it, at that. Yeah, it, it's the overall. It's the overall saving. So, like, I think he's gone for a, a free, but we're not. We don't have to pay his wages and everything else. So uh, there's a nominal fee or whatever. It, 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 it's pennies, but overall, it's two million pounds saved for the club. Okay, I just want to give a little shout out to Steph. Hello, Steph. Welcome to the chat room. And hello to everybody in the chat room. Um, Thanks for joining us. Okay, so that madness of that, you know, Aston Villa tweet that Callum's there with all that new video that he's done. And then Arsenal say goodbye. And you're like, this is so Arsenal to do this. This is why I always say, and you know how I feel, Fergus, I won't come on any of your shows that are transfer related rumours, I don't do transfer shows, never have. I find it boring. 
I find yep. it boring because everyone's going on about, I hope I can say this right, Blahalovich, probably said it wrong. Um, he probably was never coming anyway. So let's just wait and see. I do feel, when is it? Uh, is it Monday night it's finished? Yep, the Monday 11 o'clock. 11 p.m. Monday. at night. Well, that's going to be exciting, isn't it? <laughs> Life as an Arsenal fan. <laughs> the meltdown on Twitter if we do not sign anyone. Well, it's, unless you've got four four players with COVID, then you can you can postpone the end of the transfer window. <laughs> yeah. Right, boys. So. Want, <laughs> some, some some orange juice on a lateral flow test, and you can cancel the whole lot. Yeah, or Liverpool. Yeah. Right, we're not going back there. We're not going back there. So, yeah. right, boys. Between us, we're about 150 years of age. Okay. So for the young ones in the chat. And the older ones. I want to just go back to a bit of your first games, Highbury, your first memories and stuff like that. So I'm going to go to the youngest one first. Darren. Hi. Hmm. Hi. Well, um, my my first game, I can just about remember it. Uh, my, my dad took me. My dad was a Tottenham fan, but um, he was good enough to still take me to Arsenal because I wasn't <laughs> as stupid as him. Um, it was... I say I don't remember anything about the game at all. I do remember actually being sat in the stand. I'm sure it was the the East Stand, and uh, we played against um, Cologne um, in a friendly. And I remember Tony Woodcock was playing for them, and um, who eventually came and signed, signed for Arsenal. Mm. Uh, that is that is as far as <laughs> my memory goes of that one. I, I can't remember what the exact date of it was as well, but um, if Andy Kelly or Mark Andrews are, um, are watching. <laughs> they could let us know, but um, yeah, that, that, that's it. And then we, we dad where were you sitting at Highbury? I, I was pretty sure it was in the East Stand. Pretty sure, pretty sure My it was in the East Stand. That's, that's where my dad used to um, used to take us, well, take me. Sorry, and um, like I say, he was a Tottenham fan, but he, he still took me to Arsenal every now and then. He even suggested to me to Tottenham every now and then as well, but um. Once, well, I think once he realised that that was never going to happen, he gave up on that. And Darren, as the song says, and what did you say? I'm not allowed to say. <laughs> You're not allowed to say. <laughs> it's a shame, really. Same old I think everyone knows the words. Yes, we do. Yeah. Um, Highbury, East Stand, my stand, Darren, as well. The memories, um, fantastic. Got millions of them now. Um, what was one of your best games at Highbury? Yeah. Um, I remember the um the semi final second leg of the Little Cup against um Everton. That, that was that was a really good one. Um, we, we might have got uh, took us through to the final. Rowcastle and Thomas scored, and Alan Smith. I think I've had a few drinks since then, obviously over the years. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, that was that was one I really remember. Um. The other one was when we played United in the FA Cup when um, Brian McClare, I think the ball hasn't quite landed from that penalty yet, the one that he blasted <laughs> into the North Bank, over the North Bank, whatever. That was, that was another good one. Um, yeah, I'm just, just trying to think back. And then, then the, uh, the invincible season when we beat Liverpool, that was that was mm. quite that was quite something that as well. That was, that Do you know, was talk- going out at half-time. Talking about Aaron, that... Was and- it, was- was that the game where Vieira got sent off for that foul in that season? Was it? Because he it was a season where I think he got 
Vieira got sent off for a red card, I think on, on was it Murphy or uh, McManaman or something like that? I, I can't remember exactly what it was. If anyone knows in the chat room, because we can't remember. Yeah, no, the one, the one at Highbury was was when we was, we, it was 2-1 down at half time and Omri come out and absolutely destroyed them in the second half. Okay, that's no, a different game. Different game. Yeah, Sorry. yeah, it was. Yeah, because we just we just got out of the cup in the in the in the week as well, and um, that was it. And there was two one down at half time. If it was, if it was looking a bit gloomy, and um, yes, we could come out and absolutely the the the, the roof came off. The, you know, figure figure of speech. The roof came off of Highbury, and when Omri put, put a couple of those goals in, it was an unbelievable atmosphere. It's interesting though. If you look at the comment below from Das Vishnu, is it red? What happened to Highbury Soul? It's very true. It was a very, very charismatic place, wasn't it? It was a listed was building. Unique, yeah. yeah, it our our side is a listed building. I'm not sure if the West is, but it was just it. it and going to the Emirates yeah. is is so very different. I mean, I've got quite a few of the same people around me, not a lot, but a few, and mm. it was just. It's it's just a, a different. Um, it adds something about. I, I mean, I used I used to go when I was in secondary school. I used to go to school, literally five minutes up the road from Highbury. And Proper quite Highbury often, boy, aren't you? Yeah. 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 Quite, quite often at lunchtime, we'd um, we'd take a walk over over to Highbury. Maybe just pop in. You know, remember the little club shop that they had there? You know, just have a look around in there, and just 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 being just being on Avenue Road, you know. And it it, it still had that that air about it, even even when there was no game on or anything like that. And it, it's kind of there now as well. When you walk down um, down Evanol Road again, you, you, you can you can take them back to what it was like all those years ago. So, in answer to where the Highbury Soul is, it's probably still there. It's it's very true. And so Jay, JJ um, Fergus talking about the one where Hen, Henry, where Henry run the game on his own and put Carragher on his Harris. So funny. That's Thank you, one. James. That's yep. Yes. So we've got, I mean, we could do many, many shows on all our hybrid memories, and I'm going to be doing a lot of that going forward. Um, and th there was just someone in the chat here that said their first memory was Alan Sunderland, 79, you know, United, the final. And that was, for me, I was 10 years old nearly, and that was my very, I mean, the year before I remember losing to Ipswich in 78, but I remember 79 much more than, and that's when I properly started going. I went when I was four, but, but I, I mean, you, you honestly take it for granted. I took it all for granted. And then when they said they were leaving, I was devastated. I, and then the last game and all of that. So my memories are, I've, I've got loads, but Fergus, come on. What, what's your first memory and what's your best memory? Um. Well, I'm about 20 years behind you lot because I lived in Ireland until 1988. So, and um, I wasn't really into, I, I supported my hometown. I supported Ireland. I watched uh, Ray Houghton score against England uh, in the Euros. At, um, and that, my, my football experience was supporting the Republic, Republic of Ireland. Yeah. And um, uh, watching my hometown, Athlone Town. Uh, my uncle played for uh, the, the the town team. We got into the European Cup Winners' Cup, and he played against Standard Liège. He was the goalkeeper, saved a penalty. He he was a hero, uh, and I was at school, and the, the, we were next. But when I came to London, um, I met my 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 good lady wife, and she obviously fell in love with my good looks and my charm and and everything else. Uh, but I didn't really like football hugely at that point. Uh, but um, her family and everybody else uh, around uh, her were all Arsenal fans. 
Uh, and at that uh, stage, I was in sales. And one of the good things to talk about was just keeping an eye on the score because it got me in with the brother-in-law and everything else. And I slowly and slowly got more and more into the football. Um, met her in, what, 94? By 99, uh, August 20. Six, I think it was, 1999, I saw Arsenal play Bradford. I was in the West End. I was in the posh seats. Uh, I was in the West End upper. And um, I went to see that game. It wasn't a brilliant game. Thierry Henry had just signed for us. I think the following week, he went and scored his first goal at Southampton. Um, one of the... the one of the one I, I saw about five or six games at Highbury. I, didn't, I wasn't fortunate enough to get to many games because of work, young family and everything else. The game I remember the most is the game I was uh, alluding to before with Patrick Vieira getting sent off against Liverpool. Just I was in the North Bank and just the noise and the atmosphere and everything else uh, was unreal. Um, mostly, my brothers used to get me tickets to see Arsenal versus um, Bolton. And invariably, Kevin Nolan uh, would score a goal against us. Uh, he scored three goals against Arsenal, two at uh, one at Highbury, one at um, uh, the Emirates and one at uh, uh, when he played for West Ham. I now have a beer with him in my local pub and I remind him how many times he's ruined my birthday uh, That because uh, <laughs> it generally was a birthday treat. Um, you talk about the West Stand. The West Stand, the, the old way entrance is listed and it's still there and it's oh, been restored. There? So that, 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 that's kept as well. But one of my favourite memories is uh, I didn't live very far away and, and we used to open the patio doors in the back garden and we'd watch, uh, we'd li- watch a game on TV and you could hear Highbury. And uh, it was Arsenal versus Man United. My two brothers were Man United fans. My dad was a Liverpool stroke, well, Liverpool fan from Dublin. But um, he was, uh, he came up and we sat in my lounge and we had a couple of beers and everything else. And when Bartes pulled his shorts up and we we beat Man United 3-1, I'm running out in the back garden. You can hear the crowd. Look, listen, listen. And I was just, I just loved it. And it, that's my probably best memory from Highbury without being in Highbury, if you know what I mean. Yeah, no, I agree. And what Mark said as well, 78, 79, 80, I think that's a lot for us. But, you know, it it, it was weird growing up in the 80s because where I lived, it was very much West Ham and Tottenham. There was Arsenal, but it was more West Ham and Tottenham. And Tottenham were doing so well. I am. Yeah, well, we're, yeah, exactly where you are now. Um, I'm in the swamp. <laughs> in the swamp. But it is. It, it was hard growing up at school because Tottenham in the eight, early 80s won a few things. And, oh, God. And when I left school, it's then we started. So I couldn't even get my own back because we'd already left school. Well, you, well, imagine living with a Tottenham fan. You thought school was on. No, no. My dad is the... <laughs> no, but the, the funniest thing is my dad is the only gooner in our family. Every single one of them are Tottenham on my mum's side. So he's had that all his life. Yeah. We take the notice. We just, you know, get on with it. Um, but but the thing is, and I'm just jumping forward now, okay, so just a couple of minutes on this because I know everyone can rant and rave. The current situation with the team at the moment, forget Callum leaving, um, Burnley on Saturday was... or Sunday, sorry, was absolutely dire. I actually said last week when I was talking to Alan Smith on the show, I said, I think the game's going to be dire and I think the fans are going to have to lift the players, but the players have to do their part. For me, it was two points dropped. You know, we should have won that game. We should have had more. Um, Darren, last Sunday, disappointing? Yeah, you should be winning those games. Um, with a striker away from not winning it, I think. I mean, we, we did, we had some chances, but uh, 
we look absolutely exhausted as well. Um, I think we have to remember, um, obviously, the, the, as much as we need to get players in, we need to get players back as well. I think we we're, and, and to just get get a bit of a rest. You know, we we was they were dead on their feet um, the last couple of games. So um, let's not forget as well. We it's only a few weeks ago, like last month, that we was absolutely flying as well. And it's, yeah. it's weird. I mean, everything seems to have just gone wrong this month since. Jacka um, gave away that penalty against City, and because um, you know everything was we, we was flying up until then, and you know teams have bad months. It happens. It doesn't mean that you know it's, it's, that's going to be what, how it is for the rest of the season. We could definitely do the striker coming in, but again, the, the January window is has never been an easy one. Anyway, it's, it's if we can't bring a striker in, then you know we're obviously going to have to make do with the best that we got. And um, yeah. hopefully we can just get that form back that we had um, in December because the squad is it's going to be a great deal different to what it was back then. So that's what I'm hoping for. Anyway, I'm hoping that the rest of this does uh, a bit good over the next couple of weeks. Anyway, and and you know just that sort of uh, comment from Ian Barron just puts it into perspective what we actually have. Hi guys, I'm a Darlington FC fan. We were made bankrupt in 2011, reformed in 2012, demoted four leagues. We are currently a fan-owned National League North Club. We've had three promotions to date. I mean... <laughs> but but gonna... yeah, careful because you're going to get some people saying if Arsenal don't <laughs> sign anyone, they're going to go and support them. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I might do that. I would... <laughs> <laughs> Probably be better for your health and your blood pressure. Fergus, yeah, yeah. come on. What do you think? What do I think? Well, people talk about a, a dreadful January. If you look at it in perspective, and this is where I'm trying to look at a half full sort of thing. We played against Man City. VAR cheated us out of at least a penalty and probably awarded... Well, it probably was a penalty to City, but it was a very soft one considering that the referee waved both penalties away. But we mm. gave a good performance and, tact and tactically we were very, very good against a very, very strong um, Man City. E excluding the FA Cup game, because if we're looking at the Premier League, because that's our main focus right now, uh, we also played Burnley. So playing Burnley and playing Man City, we got one point out of a possible four. And I think we could still be playing Burnley right now, and he still we still wouldn't have scored one because Lacazette was just uh, he worked hard, but he was he was too slow and could never get on the penalty spot for any of the crosses that Tierney or, or, or Martinelli was putting into him. Um, I think added to the fact that we had the COVID case and the injuries and Afghan, um, Arteta and and we sold. 16 million players and loaned out 16 other million players uh, to other other clubs and got rid of all the deadwood. Um, I'd caveat that with all the deadwood, with probably the exception of Maitland-Niles, we all wanted to see leave the club. The timing might have been wrong to a certain degree, but we all wanted to see them go. But the Burnley game, what he had on the bench, he had five, as I said earlier, he had five academy players on the bench. When it came to changing things up, we had the choice of bringing on Nuno Tavares, maybe moving Ben White around the pitch a little bit and changing some of the formation, which is what I probably would have done. Uh, because putting on Eddie Nketiah was almost a waste of subst substitution, but it probably was the only substitution he had open to him. Yeah. But he could have easily he could have easily gone for one of the young kids and put them on because they might have played with a bit more passion. And they weren't that much smaller than Eddie Nketiah against the likes of me and 
Tukowski or whatever his name is. They're, they're man mountains. We had the same thing on Thursday night against uh, Van Dyke and uh, um, what's what's the other number yeah, five for. Yeah, the other bloke, that's it, yeah. He was a big git as well. Um, but it, we're such a slight side. Even even looking at Lacazette, Lacazette's not a small man, but in comparison to these centre-halves and these, how big these these teams are at the back, we haven't got a chance. Um, but Fergus, am, am I disappointed? Yeah, come on. No, I was just going to say, the, one of the main things, the main problems is we need a player to put the ball in the back of the net. I don't care what he does, this transfer window. I need a striker Or oh, we need listen, a family gang back to come back, No, apologise, no. apologise no. to the club and the fans no. and get on with his game no. No. to put the ball in the back of the net. No. You're saying no, but if we don't bring a striker no. in, Fergus... I, 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 don't think gonna, I don't think Arteta's going to have him back anyway. I, and I, I understand that. But we need someone to score goals. The guy is a snake. He's done it at Dortmund. Already. Yeah, I know that. Uh, he's done it again. He's done it for his, uh, his country out in the Afghan. Uh, they sent him back for health reasons, but it's transpired he'd been out partying all night, one in Dubai and then also in Africa. Um, he <laughs> I've been and... sent out to work for those sort of health reasons as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm pretty guilty of those most times as well. Yeah, but... it's just when it used to be the same day every week that they used to get the um. <laughs> yeah, Mondays and Fridays. Oh, and well, yeah, why, why, why have you always got stomach upset on a Monday? <laughs> and, and 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 you look at go back to Baku. It was Ozil and Abamyang that turned on Emery in the dressing room at halftime. The guy's a snake. Move on. Okay, so I, I know, but we. <laughs> no, don't beat around the bush. Well, Ferg. Fair, it's, it's 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 not a, that's not an uncommon. Um... Uh, way of thinking about him, to be honest with you, mate. So, I still... yeah, but you're right. Though I think I think we've got to be looking. At, we've got to be looking at replacing him, or gets, at least getting someone on loan till the end of the season. It's yeah. never easy in January to go out and get the targets that you want. And I don't. And it's obviously we've got a bit of a long term plan going on here. And I don't really think they think about who they're going to be, who they're going to be wanting wanting to sign in January because they don't know what's going to. We <laughs> couldn't have predicted exactly what was going going to happen with Aubameyang this season so um it's a case of just getting who you can get in really you know and if we, know have to, if we have to make if we have to make do without getting anybody in i just hope we can get the form back that we had last month like i say yeah because we are but, what we two three we points off fourth and yeah. it's still there you know we win a couple of games and this all changes again it's so mad how yeah how it can change so quickly. Everyone's yeah, well, on the floor at the moment. We've had a dry January. We haven't won a game. We had that great result, dry. you know, that great performance up at Anfield. And then, you know, it is, it's a little bit, but, you know, Fergus, we're yeah. talking about the bench, but Xhaka and Partey would have played. And that's Xhaka, not our Xhaka Xhaka and pa- oh, You know, Xhaka and Partey would have played. El Nenny would have played. Um, well, we don't know whether Xhaka meant to do that red card. Or it was an accidental red card. Uh, an on-purpose red card, uh, a maybe planned red card. We don't know how much money he card, made out. That's of the... what it was. We don't. Know, we don't know how much money he made out of the red card. He could have actually made more money from the red card oh, than he had from his salary. <laughs> um, well, I want to put good odds on it. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, the bench would have been slightly different. Again, I, th- I feel you know. I think I think the three of us are a little bit more in support of Arteta than many are, that's for sure. And especially many in, in, in the chat room tonight. And yes, James, I can support Arteta and still be critical of a of a performance and and absolutely. 
and I will be. And no, I'm not talking transfers. I'm just saying we need some. Well, going back, go back to how, how, how long we've all been around. That's, this is what we're used to do. Do you know what I mean? It, 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 just because you criticise a manager doesn't mean you've got you've got you've become Arteta out or something. No, like that, you know? not at all. We, we used to have bad games. Players, even players, used to go through bad spells. I mean, I remember Lee Dixon going through an absolutely horrendous spell of form, and you know he just he just played through it. You know, he's he's he's, he's a complete Arsenal legend now. And but nowadays. One player has a couple of bad games. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm not sure about him. He's not the answer. Let's sell him. Let's well, shoot him, whatever they want to do with him. But, um, but you know, it, it just happens in football. You know? But the thing is, what it is now, everybody wants instant success. You can't, have two, you can't have two bad games on the trot without someone wanting someone out or someone... someone you know what I mean? You, so, know, you, you know what? You know what it is, Darren. It's, it's the age of social media. Before oh, yeah. me, you, and Amanda would have stood in uh, the is. Arsenal Tavern or in in the Tolly, and we'd have a chat over a pint. Uh, you'd come along and say Arteta's this. I'd come along and say Bamiang's that, and somebody else would say something else about another player. But that's as far as it went. Nowadays, it goes on to Twitter and it goes on to WhatsApp and it goes flying around the world. Andy, I do know. By the way, I do know. I do know for a fact what happened in that dressing room at halftime. So. So I'll that's what I was just going to mention, Andy said, how is over, over a snake when we don't know what really happened? But I think whether Fergus knows or not, I don't know anything. I would hesitate. Uh, 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 I guess. Ask, ask Kevin Campbell, ask Kevin Campbell, ask Sophie Nicolau, ask many people who are in the know, who know people who were in that uh, in that circle. And it is very, very common that people know. People haven't said much, but. It went down in that dressing room. I don't really believe many down. people. Yeah, no, I understand that, but I don't believe everybody knows everything. That's for sure. No, I don't I think, think they do. But, I but... think people uh, jump on stuff that they hear. But anyway, moving on because we're not going to go on about a Bamiyan for too yep. long. Um, Arteta, um, where does he go from here? If we don't sign anyone, <laughs> I don't. Is our next game Wolves? Is it like it's like it, next month, middle of month or something, middle of the month, isn't it? Wolves away, wolves away. That's the next ah. one. Got me ticket. Got me ticket. Me and Trev, separate Adam. rooms, but we're staying over. <laughs> Our Trev, bless him, guilty. Um, they're in Dubai at the moment, aren't they? Having mm-hmm. a having a break. You know, nice weather to train in. And Saka, he so needs a break. I wish he was just swimming in the pool, sitting on the beach. He deserves it. He, he is shattered after that game against Burnley. He could hardly walk off. But he brought um, his unicorn with him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, we feel moving forward, it's very hard because we don't know. We the, the transfer window doesn't shut, does it, till um Monday at eleven o'clock at night. So we will all have to wait and see because it could be dramatic and we sign someone 10 p.m. on Monday night, or we might Amanda, not. Can I, can I ask you a question? Yes, go on, Mr. Host. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not being Mr. Host. But I love you. You, you. You're on about saying Arteta, and we've got to sign somebody. If this board and this ownership, um, and Edu, uh, who yeah. again, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of as the role he's in. I did like him as a player, but I, the role he's in, I'm not a huge fan of. Although he did have a great transfer window last time, I'll say. Mm. Um, if we don't sign anybody of any significance, and we have this threadbare. Uh, squad that we're going to have uh, for the remainder of the season, which will probably put us out of contention of fourth, never mind sixth. Should Arteta come out and just go, Stan, I went over to Denver. I begged you for money. You didn't give me any money and just sell him out. Just 
call him out for exactly what he is, a tight-fisted... We're not allowed to use Look, the rest of it. Anyway. as Darren said, Ooh. anyway, the January transfer window is not the best window to buy players in anyway, and their, their season-long plan but goes then, running... But then why, get rid of, then why get rid of eight players? Because maybe to get them off the, the uh, wage bill, Fergus. You know, he's saved two million quid. I know you're not saying that's much. We don't know what's going to happen. Next week, I'll discuss this. We've got a really special guest coming on next week, but we'll discuss if we don't. But it doesn't mean that we can't get fourth with this got, squad. It's who, going to be it hard. Stan or Arteta you've got on next week? <laughs> no, someone far more important than that. Um, we don't... Do. <laughs> the worst thing is about anything to do with transfers is we don't know anything. You don't know if they've tried for 10 players, two players. We just don't know, Fergus. I go, I've said this from the beginning of last season. I want to give him last season. I want to give him this season. I will judge yeah, I him in May. I've said that all along. People were like, no, October, no Christmas. No, May. He hasn't had the easiest of starts with COVID and everything else that's gone on. He needs to look at the red cards. That's for sure. He needs to look at this. And Jack are coming out and saying, it's the way I play. Well, mate, you're going to have to change the way you play because we cannot win games with 10 men on the pitch. We need 11. We need that, you know, the full squad. Anyway, it's not, it's not, I'm not ranting well, think, about anything like that. I think that, we've but... got another big, big summer ahead of us, let alone January, because you, uh, this, this squad was in, the, was in quite a mess when our set first came in in the first place. And uh, we had a good summer. This, this previous one's just gone. And uh, it's impossible to do everything that we needed to do one summer, honestly. And uh, again, I say January, you just never know what's going to happen. And you just have to see what happens until the end of the season. But whoever, if it's still Arteta or, you know, if it will be anyway, let's just be honest about it. But let's just say theoretically, we've got another manager in. There's still a load of work that needs to be done in the summer. And, you know, I, I would be happy to have another, another window like we just had the summer just gone and see how we go next season. Right, I agree. So, at least we're not Spurs. <laughs> Have you heard this story today about Adama Traore yeah. taking a medical at Spurs and then going to join Barcelona? It's not happened yet, but it's muted that that's going to happen. Excellent. I mean, if it's just, honestly, <laughs> Spursy. <laughs> He do, he doesn't want to play right wing back, does he? So um, he's gone to Barcelona to play. No, that's what I think. Right, we're gonna we're gonna change uh, topics a little bit. So the reason I asked Darren to come on not only because he's a top gooner and he knows his football and he's a hybrid boy and all that. Darren is also an author of two amazing books. One of which I have right here. It is called Overland and Sea and Lockdown. J just. Darren, talk about your first book, Clickbait, and then we'll go on to this one. So tell the audience what Clickbait is about. Um, Clickbait was my first book. It was um it was like it's a diary of the football season from my from my own point of view. Um just from a, a supporter's point of view. Uh the clickbait title came about because it was called Clickbait and then subtitled Life as a Modern Football Fan. It was pretty much about my disdain for the modern game and everything that goes with it not the actual game on the pitch itself but everything off the pitch you know the social media nonsense mm. and the um journalists and pundits alike and um, that's how the clickbait title came along but it was basically just um, me, me writing my thoughts down throughout the, the whole season and that's what brought me on to the um, to the next book i decided to to do it again 
and um but this was this was like a football season like nothing ever before you know we i started to write it in the same, in the same way as what i did the first book and um from the first game of the season we was away at fulham and uh it was the, it was the opening game um for, for, for you know for the, the sky fixtures and um even they weren't giving it the usual like gusto you know and to see the players walking out to the pitch mm. in front of in front of an empty stadium it was like right this is just it's football but it's not football as we know it you know and um, awful wasn't it yeah and, and then so what the, the, so then as as the um because you know it's pretty much been writing every day every week throughout the whole football season and uh, as as the first couple of weeks came along it was like um it went by okay i just feel that i needed to document um everything that was going on around around football not just football itself but it was all going through you know the football season began just as the um the, the second wave was just looming ominously in the background you know and um within a few weeks then we had um we had other more lockdowns i mean just i was just going through the book um earlier on and so much happened for that football season mm. as far as far as the pandemic went you know we like i say we you know we we just had a taste of freedom before the full season started but then the second wave started kicking in just looking for it now I've got color coded pages as well you see look that's the that's the that's the corona diaries oh, i love that say. yeah and um yeah and yeah i mean it, it went through it went through everything we went through um tier systems um lockdowns then the reopening vaccination you know the, the roadmap was announced it pretty much that that football season encompassed all of that and then by the end of it you know we was we were looking on you know for our, our, our way out of the pandemic you know and um so the book itself it covers the whole football season it covers every game i talk about every game you know from my own perspective but it's also got you know a unique slant on it where i talk about things outside of football you know the, the pandemic itself life in the pandemic and how we use football to um as an escape from we, we use it football as an escape from everyday life as it is most of us do anyway and um you needed that more than ever before during during lockdown times during the times of pandemic and um you could it was it's amazing really when you look at how you don't realize how much of a part of your life after a while you might think you do but if you, if you when mm. you've got to, when you're in such a unique position and um i felt like the way that the pandemic was going and you know how people were um people's lives are changing arsenal were that still that constant throughout you know and it's quite amazing how it parallels real life um did you, you know did you find it um did you find it like cathartic? Did you find it therapeutic? Like, uh, therapeutic to write it in what was the weirdest times, a, a, a time yeah. that we, we we will never experience again, and hopefully our kids will never experience again. You know, it's, it's the weirdest thing. It's the closest to war yeah. that we'll ever get. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It, it, I really, I, mean, I, I find writing cathartic anyway. But the, throughout this, it really, really did. Yeah, just to get the words down, you know. And um, again, I write it all from my own perspective, my own feelings and experiences throughout the pandemic but I, I i think a lot of people i think it will resonate with a lot of people the arsenal stuff obviously will do with, with arsenal fans but it's with everything else that was going on i think one day summed it i was looking just going back through it earlier on and one one thing that summed up what we was going through then was uh i don't i had a bad week just you know it, it was all having our bad days our bad weeks at that time and um then 
I had a good weekend and I started to feel a bit better. Then it was, <laughs> and then um, I found myself walking home on a Thursday night. It was Arsenal were on a good run, and all of a sudden I started to feel better because I knew that I was walking home. It was quite a nice evening as well. I was walking home from work, looking forward to watching Arsenal play Palace, and um, we drew nil nil. So that's just, I think that puts that that's the ups and downs there, just within a few hours. Like you know what I mean. But the book is funny, Darren, as well. It's hilarious. This <laughs> when you put it's the four hundredth day of January and stuff like that. I think that's I quite, think everyone. Quite now. I know it is. It feels oh, January goes on forever, doesn't it? But it, you know. I'm only halfway through the book, but I love it. It's just just so Thank funny, you. and and I I'm I couldn't write a book, but I'm sitting there going, oh yeah, I felt like that. Oh, that is so funny. That is so yeah. true. And it, <laughs> I, it, I do and like it. it. It and as an Arsenal fan, because it's purely about Arsenal, it's a brilliant book, and I think everyone should go and get it on Amazon as well. So, what where can what may we can get it from? Um... It's, Go on, um, yes. I, could put, I could give you, um, I, I, I'll get you the, the, the link that you can tweet out, but um, it's, it's available from uh, from Legends Publishing. Yes, that's where I got mine from. Yeah, yeah. and um, we're also doing um, a, a, a lock, a lockdown um, special, uh, sorry, a, a, a discount. Uh, okay, so if everyone off. goes to it, so what we're going to do, we're also going to give a book away, aren't we, Darren? But we're not going to ask the question yet. So yeah. to win the book, to win overland and seeing lockdown mm -hmm. you've all got to go and follow afc north bank 102 i'll give you that name again on twitter which is darren you follow and you tweet him the answer which we just i'll give you the question at the very end of the show don't put the answer in the chat room because if you put the answer in the chat room you'll be null and void um you need to follow afc north bank 102 okay follow tweet him the answer hashtag the always arsenal show Darren is going to pick one from random and he's going to send you the book. He will deal with all that. So Guns and ribbons. Guns and ribbons. <laughs> sorry. sorry. No. Hashtag. <laughs> hashtag. The always no, 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 no. The one he's going to pick. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> I wonder what you were doing. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we're going to give the answer nearer to the end of the show, but someone's going to get a free book, which is yeah. brilliant. And and also, Darren will put the link there as well. You can put the link and I will share the link on Twitter yeah. later. Yeah, the um, yeah, because we've got uh, we've got to say it's an exclusive code until the 9th of February, I believe it is. But I'll I'll put that. I'll make sure I include that in the tweet. And um, if you use the promo code lockdown, all capital letters, you get a five pound off. Fantastic! Really, honestly, it's so funny. The book, I love it. Yeah, well, uh, thank, thank you. I, awesome I, do like to, I do like to put um to put some humour to most situations. <laughs> anyone that knows knows me in real life, anyone that um, follows me on Twitter, was sort of certain. Do you, um, do you talk about that. um? You talk about the fake, uh, the fake um, crowd noise and the uh, thirty-second delay from a goal going in, where they're celebrating the goal and realizes <coughs> offside. The fake oh, crowd yeah, noise yeah. Does, does definitely get a mention. Yeah, yeah. I was <laughs> say because you know it, it was say we're living in a unique time. You know the words unprecedented have been used plenty, you know, many times, and um, you know without trying to up too much i don't think you'll you'll buy another arsenal book that is that is like this one you might no, buy something better but 
but the, the, it's it's unlike anyway any 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 other book on Arsenal that you you know you're likely to read, which well, is why I, I had to make sure that I documented this because again we we're hoping this never happens again to us. No, but you know why as well because it's written by a fan for the fans. That's it. It's not well. It's not an autobiography of an ex-player. It's it, it's it's us walking yeah, to the ground. That's exactly how I try and write. Yeah. Yeah, and it is. I honestly feel like there are times where I thought I would have written that sentence, or I would have thought that, or I would have said that. So, as I said, I'll give all the um, info at the end, and I will also ask the question. Darren's going to ask you the question because I'll probably get it wrong. But um, yeah, no, it's it's great. It's just brilliant, and also the fact that you've got two books. Are you thinking of writing any more? Yeah, we've got another one in the pipeline. My um, myself and um, Mark Andrews. who um, Fergus will know from um, the uh, Arsenal Arsenal history, uh, the Arsenal history boys, I like to call them, Mark and Andy. Yeah, um, yeah. So we're um, myself and Mark are writing um, a book to um, to celebrate the twenty year anniversary of the double um, when we won the league at Old Trafford. Uh, it's tentatively titled Soul Campbell has won the double. <laughs> I love that. And uh, this could include <laughs> like match reports and stuff like that, and just. Um, and we're going to try. We're trying to get fans involved as well. We want people's memories from um, from back in that season because it's it's a season that's um, somehow gets slightly overlooked when when people are talking about you know Arsenal's best sides and that you know because obviously people talk about the Invincibles and compare them to the almost Invincibles. Um, but this is to me that was that was one of my favourite seasons following Arsenal, especially in, you know in, in more modern times. Anyway. And, you know, it was Go on, sorry. I suppose, I suppose Sol Campbell is one of the double is better as a title in, in writing rather than Will Tord. You can't write that, can you? No. <laughs> that, that, was, that was actually one of the titles we were thinking of. And I thought, no, that, I, I just, I Will Tord. I tried to picture it on the front of the book and I thought, no, that's just going to look ridiculous. Mind you, it must be interesting writing with Mark. Mark has got the most unique sense of humor. It's it's, it's so dry, it's unreal. He's really, really funny. Yeah, he absolutely, yeah, he absolutely ruins me every time, absolutely yeah, destroys me. But the, the history and the stuff that Mark and Andy know is just unreal, absolutely yeah, well, unreal. Yeah. Well, we've got the um, I, I I've done the um, Arsenal collection website with them. Um, I, I built that originally, and um, okay. Andy Andy now updates it like quite often. And also, we're looking at expanding that a bit more this year as well. So that that'll be something um, old school gooners would definitely appreciate. But you know, it could be for some of our younger fans to have a look back at history as well. There's well, the thousands, man, there are thousands want. of things on there. There's thousands of um, old programs digitally scanned in by Andy. I mean, fantastic. <laughs> Yeah, it's he, oh God knows how he finds the energy to do that. <laughs> you know what? It, it's, it is so interesting because even um, young gooners, you know, from the 2000 era and upwards that don't know anything about the 80s or the 90s or, you know, have got that knowledge. <laughs> yeah. But no, what we did from 86 onwards, <laughs> I remember yeah. winning quite a bit. Um, we're not Spurs, Darren, you know, we're not Spurs. I think more of the younger ones, you know, from after the Invincibles, you know. Yeah, the younger ones can learn a lot as well. You but forget how old we are, Amanda. I'm, no, I'm not. I'm the oldest one here. I can't believe this. I'm, the, I'm this bad or I'm the oldest one. Um, but what I'm saying is about your book, Overland and Sea and Lockdown. It's fantastic because in 30, 40 years' time, People will go, what does lockdown mean? What, what do you mean lockdown? And, you know, and if they're a football fan, this book would be fantastic because they'll be like, 
oh my god it was mad we lived in a mad world we weren't allowed at football yeah. and then you were i went to the brighton game and I had to sit in the clock end. Half the stadium yeah, was closed. Too. I had to sit with my mask on. I put it down slightly, my mask. The steward came up to me. I was like, it, it you, felt the you, weirdest thing you want to even, go. You want even more right. surreal. I went to the Rapid I went to the Rapid Vienna game. Only 2,000 people allowed in, and I went to that one. And oh, that wow. was, whoa, really. Listen, you know what? They, yeah. You talk about fake crowd noise, and you talk about 30 years' time. You know when you talk about your nan talks about powdered eggs and stuff like that? That's what we'll <laughs> be talking about with fake crowd noise in football. <laughs> when we get when we get really old, Fergus, we'll be talking yeah, about yeah. during the war, yeah. during the pandemic. Yeah. So we were during the pandemic. Buy, buy the book, if not for yourself, then for your grandchildren. That's what I was coming to. Oh, Darren. that's a shameless said, plug. That one. <laughs> young, I was plugging it. The younger ones can buy it for their. I saw where you were going. Dads. <laughs> but they can also also learn a lot as well. So yeah, you know, it, yeah. It, I think it's brilliant. Honestly, everyone, please, Legends Publishing, go and follow Darren. Go and get the book. Support Aguna. And it's a really good read as well. You'll really enjoy it. So Twitter, AFC North Bank 102. I hope you started following him now. Follow and tweet. Hashtag the always answer show. And the question will be coming shortly. So stay with us. It won't be long. Right, you two. It's been amazing. I've loved this show. We could carry on for ages. I've just got to put this one up. Thank you for... Where's it gone? Hold on a second. Thank you for your donation, Suresh, to the um, AFC um, same old Arsenal channel. We need the Cronkies to sell and get a proper manager. I know he won't sign anyone this window. Players know it's not worth it with no Champions League football. Suresh, we have to wait and see. We don't know anything. Abamyang joined us. We had no Champions League football. Players do join, you know. Maybe it's for Arteta. Maybe it's the fact that it's the Arsenal, you know. We're not Amanda you know. on, on this on this day last year we signed Martin Odegaard on a seven month loan from Real Madrid and we went on to uh, sign him a full time. Uh, you know things do happen in January. They do, you but know. also they happen when you're not in the Champions League as well. Yes. So l- moving forward to the next few months, okay, I'm just going to ask for your predictions as it stands now. We don't know who's joining us, but our predictions now of where you think we're going to end. And I'm going to write this down. I'm going to bring you back after. So, Fergus, I'm going to come to you first. What position do you think we're going to end? Watch out, Everton. We're coming for you. Um, uh, No, (laughs) seriously. (laughs) Um, Listen, if we beat Wolves and beat Spurs, uh, we're clearly into the driving seat of a top four. It is possible, but with the lack of depth and lack of... Um, backup within, the, uh, yeah, Lacazette, yeah, uh, with that, with a lack of backup in in the squad, I think that's going to be a really difficult struggle. My thoughts at the beginning of the season was sixth as a minimum, fourth was our ultimate target. Uh, where do I think, uh, Amanda? Honestly, at this very moment in time, I I find it very difficult to see. I can't, I can't. It could be worse than last year at this rate. Honestly, it it shouldn't be. Because we've put the groundwork in, and Burgess, as I said, we only. Where do you think we... we're going to end? Uh, Come on, I'm going to. I'm going to say sixth. Uh, listen, as long as you it's uh, above Spurs, I really don't give a monkeys, but sixth. Okay, Darren. Well, um, at the beginning of the season, uh, I said I could see us finishing in the top four. Um, a lot of people laughed at me back then. Um, I probably didn't realise that. Well, we still <laughs> still might be quite funny. But um, I'm not going to change just that I still think we'll get top four. Do you? 
Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm in between you. I think fifth. I thought that anyway, not not just to say I'm in between you, but I do think fifth. Um, I just don't think, again, if we were speaking next week and we could see if anyone was coming in, um, I'm not sure we can hit fourth. Last month, I thought there was a massive chance, but this month has really been awful. I think fifth, that is an improvement, obviously, on eighth. I don't think we'll be eighth or ninth, but who knows? Um, okay, well, I've written those down. So come May. The, 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 the main thing is that we're in European football next season, the Europa League, not the conference, Europa League or Champions League. Um, if we yeah, do get yeah. Champions League football, yeah. um, I, I think we'll end up in the Europa League quite quickly afterwards because we yeah. don't have the strength and depth. Um, Ray Anderson says I'm waffling. Ray, you're a brilliant observer of me. I waffle all the time. You're <laughs> absolutely does. spot on. <laughs> he's tired, bless him. He's been on the road, I bless am. him. And I'm really appreciative he's here. Right, okay. So, boys and girls, Fergus, tell everyone where they can find you on Twitter and your podcast. Right, the podcast is called Guns and Yellow Ribbons. We're on YouTube, uh, Facebook and Instagram as Guns and Yellow Ribbons. On Twitter, because we're limited to letters, we uh, were Guns and Ribbons. Uh, we're, we're not a, a huge podcast, uh, but we are genuinely uh, an, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans, for Arsenal fans is what we, we say. It's literally three, four gooners. And Amanda, you've been on it. You know what it's like. We sit there, we have a beer, we have a chat, we talk Arsenal. It's not, no shouting, no screaming. We just... No. It, it, it's an hour, an hour and a half where you just lose yourself. And throughout where you wrote your book throughout lockdown, uh, the podcast was my hobby and my sanctuary uh, throughout the lockdown. We've been going about four years. We start in November 2017. We've got 207 episodes of the podcast. We've got some uh, Gooner to Gooners. Uh, so probably about 250 um, 250 sort of episodes, some on audio, but from about episode 82, we went on the video. Uh, it's um, it, it, it's good fun. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. If you want, follow us, click us, uh, subscribe. But if you don't, equally, don't. No, don't listen, I've been on your podcast many times and they are great boys and everything. Oh, Darren's gone. Bless him. Darren, hopefully we'll get Darren back. Um, it was a really, really great podcast. I really, really enjoy coming on. So that's lovely. But while we're waiting for Darren to come back, hopefully, um, I've got a few shout outs that I want to do. First of all, one of our listeners, Darren, got engaged this week. Hold on. I'm just going to bring Darren back in. Clever, it? He's, I don't know. You just yeah. went. It just, <laughs> it just crashed completely. I'm just... Oh, well, I'm glad you're back. I'm just doing a few shout outs. You are down the bottom, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're on top of you. Um, just going to do a few shout-outs. First of all, Darren, um, lovely listener of the show, brilliant, brilliant gooners, got engaged, and I'm so pleased. So congratulations, Darren, to you and your partner. Ooh, lovely. Can I come to the wedding? Um, I know also, a good divorce lawyer. <laughs> shush. <laughs> um, I want to do a little shout-out to... Um, a little boy called Diego, who's a Celtic and an Arsenal fan. Um, and if I'm right, he's six next month and he loves watching it. He loves watching it, I think, so much because he gets up, gets to stay up late. So hi, Diego. Um, also to my friend Steph, who, fantastic gooner. Go and follow her on Twitter. She's hilarious. Steph P. Gold. Um, we sat together at football on Saturday and we just, like, laughed. Because that's what you got to do sometimes when you watch Arsenal. you just got to have a laugh. Right, so... I'll do the question in a second, but just to let you know, the show next week is next Friday. And the really, really important guest coming on is my dad. 
Now, if you've never seen my dad on a podcast, he's done one. And it was, I learned so much. I didn't even know half the stuff you knew. My dad is 76, has been following Arsenal since 1960, 1959, I think. Um, was at Tottenham in 70-71, was at Anfield with me. He, he was in Copenhagen, I wasn't. What he doesn't know about Arsenal is not worth um, not knowing, seriously. Well, not worth knowing. So he's going to be my guest next Friday, 9 o'clock, and it's just going to be PG and her dad talking about the old days and some stories I probably won't know either. Um, right, boys, thank you so much. Um, for coming on. It's just been fantastic. To everyone in the chat room, again, thank you. Oh, thanks, Darren. And thank you for tweeting me and retweeting. I'm only a little show, but the channel that I'm on, uh, Craig's channel, Same Old Arsenal's brilliant. On Monday, they have the boys on. Um, well, it kicked off a little bit on Monday, but it was a good show. Um, normally, he'll have four men and a mic, but he couldn't do it this week. Then he's got me on his channel as well. So subscribe to the Same Old Arsenal. Pre please press like on this when you leave. Um, it would be much appreciated. So, Darren, before we head off, what's the question? Right, so bear with me a sec, sorry. I'm gonna give, get Remember, you're going to win the book, but you have to tag the Always Arsenal show and follow and I've tweet. Got to, I've, I've got to I've written it down, I've written it down. Quick, quick. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> what it is, um, right, obviously, because the book is about, um, about last season, um, we're taking you all the way back to Saturday the 12th of September, 2020, uh, we played Fulham away in the first game of the season. Well, I want you to tell me who was our first goal scorer, and that was the first goal scorer for that for that season. The first goal scorer against Fulham last season. So get tweeting AFC North Bank One Hundred Two. Follow him. Hashtag the Always Arsenal Show. Give the answer, and you've got a chance of winning over Land and Sea and lockdown. And it's very funny. You win a signed was, copy it, it, as well. It was a really good. Goal to a team goal, wasn't it? Shh. You um, can't win it. You're on the show. You're thinking of a different goal. Oh, I think he is. Yeah. Am I? <laughs> yeah. Uh... I know what goal he's thinking of, weirdly. How I remember yeah. that, I'll never know. Guys, oh, thank okay. you for joining me. Um, and as <laughs> always, everybody, always, always Arsenal. Always Arsenal. See you later. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.